small, kuchak, smaller, kuchak tar, smallest, kuchak tari. Six plus to Persia. the Middle Eastern matinee with Fairy Bradley and various gathered pearls from the scattered Iranian arts. This week we're joined by the black sheep of BBC World Service, Bezad Belor, <laughs> the, man, the man who makes the World animal. Service animal, the animal who makes the World Service look less like something your grandfather remembers <laughs> and more like one extra, causing mayhem wherever he goes under the guise of the job title Senior presu- Producer, is that right? <laughs> Presumer. Pre- <senior laughs> Which presumer. I don't know what it means because my English is not really that good. I just, I just hear words them. and repeat them. <laughs> Senior presumer at, <laughs> at the Persian World Service. Hello, Bezad. I'm a great pretender as well. Really? Yeah. Who told I, you? I brush my teeth with resonance uh, toothpaste. <laughs> so that's why it looks so good. <laughs> You've been on resonance before, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, it was so some dodgy radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they can hear me now in Eastland, uh, Westland. We're Iran- still dodgy. Yeah, yeah but um, it used to be in a really cool place upstairs in a, under an attic mm-hmm. with minimum technology that was the place with the dutch staircase I was don't you point your finger at me yes <laughs> and uh, it was cool it was a place you could smell curry because you know it's like student uh, union right well you eat curry all the time yeah things changed. have changed yeah, you can yeah. smell you know vegetarian food <laughs> so we'll be hearing more from Bezad later. Um, also this week, we're playing some specially commissioned sound art from Shug Monkey, who's a regular collaborator with Transglobal Underground, um, and another taste of the Welsh-Iranian cocktail that is Roshi. Really? Yes. I like. And then what? The film is very good from the Masevome. It's better than the film. مثل بکام شوت بزن است Is Iran's highest mountain higher than Mount Everest? دماوند از اورست بلندتر است؟ نه. اورست از دماوند بلندتر است. Now, before we talk to Bezad and before we listen, we to learn a lot in this program. <laughs> yes. You know, it's I'm a scientific learning. program. That's great. <laughs> Is it true? Have you been up in any of Iranian's mount, Iranian mountains? Yes. Skiing. Uh-huh. Uh, skiing, no, I'm not that posh. Because <laughs> skiing in Iran is very posh. You, yes. know, you have to wear those sunglasses. But I do have a ski sunglass, which I'm going to show you in a second. Oh, cool. But I haven't been, I've been to Darband, which is in north of Tehran, Iran's capital, where Damovand was mentioned in your show, uh, the Mount Damovand. Yes. Oh, Albor, sorry. And I, we used to go there, up there, and um, we could walk along this uh, river, which comes from these rocks and things. And um, you go so high that I can't breathe anymore. <laughs> and, uh, it was cool. You had lots of um, little, you know, cafes and uh, boys and girls, you know, would go and kiss. Is that what you used to do up there? No, I would kiss donkeys, which is <laughs> much nicer. Um, Don't you start any rumors now? No, donkeys do eat a newspaper in Tehran, actually. Because yes, <laughs> I've, I've seen cows in India eating posters off the wall. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so... That's that's the first time I saw any donkey eating really newspaper was in Darband, north of Tehran, this mountain. <laughs> and the other funny <laughs> thing I saw was in um, actually north of Iran, 
and the cows was eating were eating Renault's um, separchi mishe. I don't know the, the Persian for plate. it. No, not number plate, but you know the the shock absorbency oh in front God. of the car because they they're made of I don't know whatever, so cows could eat it. <laughs> That's Iranian cow. This is my ski glass. I think you it's should yellow. You should use those when you go. It's French actually. It's vintage. I like glasses. So I just put it on t- for Ferry. Thank just you very is much. Is your name Ferry or do you have a Ferry's pseudo name? Fine. No, no. Are you sure? Yes. It's not like hot chick or anything? Right, well, we're going to cross-examine Bezad in a minute and he might move on to telling us about it's the view. It's a blood test coming up. The view, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd like blood. to hear more about the view of the mountain apart from the donkey. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and, but, um, Shall I tell you now? No. We're going to hear from uh, Reza Aramesh. Uh, mm. He was on the series last time. He's an artist that we're very interested in. Mm-hmm. And but nobody knows. Well, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just joking. <laughs> <laughs> he, you don't need to defend him. Every year, Art speaks for itself. You'd like him because um, he, every year when there's the Freeze Art Fair at Regent's Park, you know, the kind of high-polluting art fair uh-huh. of art world. He sells paintings? Very much. Uh-huh. And other things. And there's an alternative <laughs> one in the zoo, which they call the Zoo Art Fair. And Reza uh, is heavily involved. Really? In and yeah. what is that? I mean, what it's the alternative art fair. You go along and see. I should really. Yeah, and he publishes. He could be my best friend in the future. Uh, Reza's great, and every year him and his friends um, release a magazine called Centerfold, which is just coming out now. Again, oh. another issue. He's also been commissioned by the Barbican for a live still life he's created, mm-hmm. um, which is for their kind of desperate sex and art exhibition. Uh-huh. Okay. But of more interest to us here on Six Pillars is the fact that he's contributed to a current exhibition called the Lucifer Effect in Hackney. Um, so I sent one of my old students there, Steve Kaczynski, and he's got a comment from a couple of the organisers. Let's hear it. Well, obviously I think it's brilliant because I'm one of the directors and uh, we've only been open for a year and this is the big one so far, as far as I'm concerned. What do you think of it? It seems a bit visceral in places. Visceral. Yeah. I haven't seen all of it though, but... Well, that happens, isn't it, with exhibitions from time to time. Yeah, it's just people take from it what they take from it. Just hope everyone takes from it what you know what they need to take from it. I mean, we've got uh, a few exhibitions in some reviews this time, so that's what we have to. We have to get some critical reviews because we've only been open for a year. It's early days for us yet. I think uh, the turnout has been really great tonight. You know, it seems to be really well received. The, maybe the idea of the show has touched, you know, the right buttons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of Philip Zimbardo's book of how good people turn evil, you know, as being a, a, a way of maybe understanding how great tragedies, you know, can happen. Like, like originally he, tried, he was trying to figure out why something like the Holocaust can happen. And he became an expert witness also for the Guantanamo Bay prisons. You know, I think each artist has um, been, uh, you know, some really strong works for the show, which I'm really very happy with, you know, and obviously makes, you know, the show what it is. You know, Pierre Secunda has uh, put in a piece uh, in which it's uh, a response to the 7-7 bombings. Um, then there's uh, Hugh Mendes made uh, paintings of uh, dead dictators. Um Reza Aramesh, these uh, really fantastic uh, small Polaroids of reenactments from Reuters war zone images, uh, but uh, reenactments inside their collector's home. So you've got this sort of dialectic, you might say, between the opulence and uh, sheer terror, in a sense. It's, you know, each artist has, um, I've invited to take part in this show, 
because they they fit really well into the concept of the uh, of the exhibition, and as a result, there's this sort of um, group dialogue that, you know, hopefully creates a successful, you know, exhibition. <laughs> So Reza, you want uh, you want I'm to see Reza's work? <laughs> no. I'm ancient Persian name. Bezat. What does Bezat mean actually? Bezad, unfortunately, I found out it's the name of a horse in Shahnameh, the Book of Kings, going back to Achaemenian or Sasanian time. And one of the horses, you know, faithful horse, was Behzad. But it's uh, it's a good name. I like it because if you either have Behruz, which is a lot of Iranians called Behruz, like Behruz Vusuri, the famous actor, who looked like Kuluni of his time. And then we have Behzad, who is me. But these days I've seen so many ugly guys called Behzad. Well, I'm sure there are Behruzes changing their names. <laughs> what does it mean, Behzad? Behzad means the birth of good. Oh. Uh, when Beh means good. Like Beh Behtarin, Kuchekterin, you're teaching. Yeah. And then Zad means the birth. Mm. The birth of good. It could be the birth of Jesus. I think in those days, a horse had a lot more importance than it does nowadays because obviously your life depended on the horse. You know, could be. Battle could in be. Everything. But you cannot convince me. No, that isn't. You cannot <laughs> convince me that <laughs> me having a horse name is okay in these days. It's that's not the okay. first record of it. It doesn't yes. mean that's good. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we heard from um, uh, Gordon Chung just now. Um, mm -hmm. He's got an exhibition on at the moment called The Lucifer Effect. Yeah. It's at the Gallery Primo Alonso, which is 395 Hackney Road, mm -hmm. until November 18th, and it's free. When does it move to Knightsbury so I can go and have a look? It won't go there. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's based on um, Philip Zombardo's ex uh, experiment. Where uh -huh. He was trying to understand how good people turn evil. So um, he, he, he wrote a book where he introduces this kind of concept of the banality of evil and the banality of heroes. Mm. Yeah, what he did, he took some students um, and put them in prison as prisoners and a guard for two really? weeks. Really? Yeah, and for after, two weeks. Well, no, after six days, he had to cancel the experiment. Yeah, exactly. People go mad. They did. They became sadistic. Uh, they were normal kids, you know, intelligent, well-educated, mm -hmm. whatever, and um, they got emotional problems and. Um, yeah, circumstances. I think we'll there's a film called what was it? Um, Anyway, I can't remember. Well, I, thi I think <laughs> I'm going to hear more about the Lucifer effect in the future, like on Super Nanny or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Imprison your babies. No, it's terrible. While they're two months old. Well, actually, have you seen that film, V for Vendetta? Oh, that's what I was. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it gets pretty. Yeah, I saw that. Does I was sitting next to a very beautiful girl. <laughs> Glad to see you pick up the important details. There. Yes, I was just <laughs> <laughs> okay. sharing the same popcorn. <laughs> So um, tell us about the view in the Iranian mountains. Where you From Iranian mountain, that is, um, well, Iran has this mountain range called Albors in the north, mm -hmm. near the Caspian Sea. Then on the east, also oh, in the west is Zagros. So we're talking about Albors, where Damovand is, yeah. When you look from top of there, not really top, like, and look at Tehran, you see a beautiful Martian landscape. Because all you see is pink cloud. This pink cloud is because of the pollution. Oh, so from up there, I didn't see anything, I'm afraid. Actually, my sister, who was 10 when she went to Iran, we oh. asked her what she She got asthma now because well, of the she said that <laughs> pollution. I said, what do you remember? She said, well, when the plane took off, I saw all the pollution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but, but apart from that, at night, you can see beautiful glittering lights. But that is during Shah time. You know, I, I was down there during Shah time, an old, uh, can I say fag or not? 
What do you mean? It's not right. Is it? What, what does it mean? Old I guy. Know. I don't know. I learned in some guys was telling me. I, oh, it's faggot. Sorry. Fag it's different. Gay, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm not. And there aren't any of those in Iran, are there? No, no, no. They no. don't exist. No. So in that case, anybody who is like that can go there and act and then can say, sorry, it doesn't exist. Exactly. So we are not born. But camp, camp is quite a, is common. Very in. Yeah, the more you go east, men are very camp. No, who said that? I've You're seen. a masculine, brutal <laughs> man with hairy shoulders. <laughs> I know when we dance, we look really feminine, but so what? That's good. That's yeah, good. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, last night, is my brother, Abel Furushan, is a poet, actually. Um, and um, last night was his 50th birthday. Oh, my God. Sorry, 50th birthday. It's very difficult to pronounce TH. And um, it was a really funny day because all of us turned 50. My parents and me. I mean, I felt old because I have some white hair in my beard. <laughs> And my parents are 70 something. They felt like they're 50s again. And my brother was really sad. <laughs> it's really bad when you turn 50. I hope he doesn't hear this. And then last time I was dancing with a very beautiful woman. And then she taught, she gave me a non compliment. She said, You dance a bit feminine. Really? And that was really bad. That was really that bad. That really, t- yeah. So go like, she should have found a better word for it. Yeah. She could have said you've got great rhythm. But, no, the thing is, I don't. You know, I'm really brutal when I dance. Yeah, but I think it I was a compliment. A compliment no, no, it? she didn't. She wanted to really, you know, put me down. Iranian girls are like that sometimes. That's horrible. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not an Iranian man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Okay, so, so I've got some questions here for you. They're very random. Okay. okay, so just we can get a... Random nation. Cross profile. Is anybody listening to this program? Please... Call out now. Call out now. Because Bezad is listening. Put your head out of the window and say, aha. Okay. So um, he's worried about what the answers are going to be, aren't you? That's why you you want to make sure no one's listening. Um, Make it 18 plus. Okay, then. So why are Ahmadinejad's eyes so close together? Um, Because, you know, we um, evolved from different monkeys, apparently. (laughs) Um, I come directly from gorilla because of the hair. I think it comes from baboon or something. So they're different. Baboons have more closer eyes. One of my uncles, not uncle, my mother's uncle had very close eyes. So he comes from the baboon monkey evolved from there. Brilliant. If you believe, if you don't believe in creation. Yeah. So if you're Charles Darwinist or not. Yeah. yeah. And if and if you're not Charles Darwinist and you believe that we were. But you have no proof for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's that's my answer. Okay. So when your Iranian guests come over, where where do you like to take them most when when they visit? Well. um Oh God, so God's so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, 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 always will take them to Soho. I don't care wh- what age they are, what sex they are. They have to go to Soho. Because Soho is the only interesting place in London, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because I'm not like you, you know, underground, you're going to East, you know. East, no, East I don't like that. No. But Soho is good. It's like the Sodom and Gomorrah, is it? Yes. You get the mishmash of things. You get history in there. Yeah. And you get unusual people. You get you get gay people. You get sodomy. You get yeah. really nice shops. You get nice restaurants. And you just feel a sense of freedom. And it's a very nice part of the city. It is. It's very vibrant. Yeah, so I always take them there. Mm. Okay, good. And um, that's as far as they, they're taken. <laughs> I don't take them upstairs to the red light rooms, which I go myself. Well, we're glad to hear that because you have got quite a strong international connection, haven't you? You're often yeah. flying around. Yes, okay. yes. Actually, um, I'm going to Dubai. This Dubai, we call it Dubai. Dubai. It's Iranian accent. Going to Dubai because there are Iranian concerts. You know, Iranian um, 
Iranian immigrants are out of Iran, many of them, two million or something, they say, mm. after revolution. They've got a big so collective a big, there. Yeah, a big collective, as you say, in, in, in uh, Los Angeles, where there is the heart of our pop scene. Yeah, and in Sweden, because they like blonde people, they all went there. No, no, they went there because they would give them easy visa. Oh, right. Yeah, I was, wow. I, 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 in the 80s, I was very much involved in running away from Iran, so I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't beautiful, because they don't like us, maybe. But anyway... But uh, Los Angeles crowd go to Dubai because it's the closest place to Iran. So Iranians go to Dubai to meet them and go to the concerts. So that, that's mm. where I'm going to record some Dariush. Yes. Yeah. Get the copyright. Or Ebi, which is another guy yeah. with big nose. Yeah. And Shad Meraghili uh, with plucked eyebrows. Oh. And also Mansoor, who looks like that guy from Doors. I wish I could. You could film it so we can have. A I'm, I'm actually going to film it and then uh, use it in the future BBC TV, which is coming out, which is going to open up in May 2008. Yeah, because actually I I looked at your page on on the BBC website. <laughs> You are the, you've really made it look like one extra. It's not oh, a web page. Yeah, I would never expect that from the world. So Thanks. But How all the time I'm answering back. So well, um, the thing is, I grew up with most of the editors. Who, who actually I started almost at the same time, back in late 80s or early 90s, they joined. So they have almost, some of them are young, so they know my history, so they allow a bit, and I know how to open up little things, but I'm all the time being questioned and, yeah. and talked to. Yeah. Just last week, uh, one of the editors from the news who has, ch- who has to watch over me told me that my whole show is crap, is oh. foul, is empty, is not BBC, because I have to be educational. I th- yeah. And I said, I'm oh, sorry, that is old history. Yeah. Now laughing is an education. <laughs> Talking about nothing is quite good. It's like silence in London, you know? Yes. It's something different. So I'm, I'm all the time answering back and uh, I have to find my way in, you know? And I, I cheat a lot. For instance, some part of a program or on the internet, I know that some, some of the days they're not li- really looking at, so I changed the, n- <laughs> change the text <laughs> inside it. Things like that. Yeah, but the content, the way you behave, like I've seen countless videos of you oh, on you YouTube with BBC backdrop. And Which I was told off by BBC for those as well. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I know, but the fact that, you, the, not just the copyright for the YouTube, it's, it's, it's um, the way you behave. It's so one extra. It's so sexy, yeah. yeah but it's so wrong. <laughs> it's so, so not well yeah. serviced. Because, you know, yeah, I hate world service. Because so <laughs> like, this is ball bills are all power. You know, to me, God, if I mean I don't believe in it, so please come and attack. Um, is no longer a seventy-year-old man; is a five-year-old girl. Oh, so we have nice. to really change our behavior, mentality towards everything. Okay. So I no longer accept um, BBC old values. The world have changed. It's kind of patriarchal. Isn't no, it? Uh, things have really changed. Mm-hmm. People are different, so you have to really behave differently because it means the same. I mean, me. Swearing on the in, on the on the show is similar to saying thank you, madam, fifty years ago. You know, yes, yeah, I know you're against that. No, that's why you play with your fingers. No, I don't know how you got away with all this. And it's really impressive, and I think the editors that you you work with must also have to answer a lot. Yeah, they answer, but they answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like somebody was telling me, I'm like someone who gets grade A all the time, but is a bad boy in the classroom. So I'm like that. I think that's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it to you. No, um, it's just. Been um, all the time answering back, but trying to bring up reasons for what I'm doing. What about your podcast? That's also very interesting. Podcast is good, yes. Uh, We have lots of trouble with this uh, copyright thing, Mm. isn't it? But you're well known now for... um, Yeah, I get copyright from everybody, thank God. I get from even pop singers. Mm. They give me copyright. 
because I just ring them and say, please, you have to help me, <laughs> please. And um, you can, ha- yeah. And um, podcast is good. You have like a few thousand people downloading. Mm. And some people in Iran cannot pot- uh, download the podcast because it's filtered. Uh, BBC website is filtered. By the government. By the government. Right. So some of the people who like the show, they actually email the hacked link <laughs> from BBC and email each other inside Iran. So we have, it's quite popular. It's mm. quite so, um, but the I'm talking too much, aren't I? No, no, not at all. Your, your followers in Iran, like the people who listen to you and they, they comment, what do they, they sodomize s- each other? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's one thirty on Monday morning. And what That's the best time <laughs> to talk about because, you know, it's the best time of the day. Nobody's listening. You wake up with these dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do they tell you most, the people who write to you from Iran? What's the common feedback well this is saying compliments on me is not good but um, what I do like to show is what you almost doing as well is this underground way of thinking mm-hmm. again that this alternative thinking that's something so rare I- Iranian community we are very old-fashioned and but conservative alternative to me is, uh, you, okay you, I tell you what is alternative to me is freedom sexual freedom mm-hmm. um, saying no to old values mm. and, and, and being able just to live your life as you are and being more individual because Iranian communities are very much like everybody should be the same. It's Why is that? Is that the Quran? Why is that no, it's not the Quran. It's, it's the governments yeah. uh, that for, um, always were like that because in that way they could handle people easier in my opinion. Not that they did it, they sat down and wrote formulas. No, no. formulas. They just were like that. There was this fantastic film called The Name of the Rose. Mm. And at the end, there's this uh, cardinals burning books. And Sean Connery goes to them and said, what are you doing? Why are you burning all these books? And this cardinal says, uh, these books are funny. So if people laugh, they don't take us seriously. And if they don't take us seriously, we cannot rule them. So it's... Um, that's Subgressive like regimes. Marmalak, yeah. yeah. I thought it said Marmite. Because we're talking about B12 <laughs> deficiency and Marmite has it. Advertising, huh? Anyway, so um, trying to show that to them. Especially thinking that God is a, if the five year old girl, it's no a longer thing. a 70 year old man. I mean, that's kind of, I don't believe in God, but I'm just bringing it as an example. So uh, the jokes I do, the word dress, all I talk about that. And that's why they like, they say thanks for letting us. Like this, I yeah. I thought it was a mistake when I saw a picture of you wearing arm warmers on BBC. And no, no, I also yeah. wore bra <laughs> under my shirt. Why did you do that? Because I'm not gay, <laughs> so it's okay to do this and breaking the rules, you know. Was it padded? It was actually padded. It was my, my one of my colleagues. I asked her to please take it off, okay. and it was padded. Oh, it was so okay. funny. And I had really, and I had to sense a few pictures. Then uh, after the editors uh, sort of finish looking at it, they add them back. So where do you see your career going? Like, what what would you like to achieve? Going to it? hell. <laughs> <laughs> in in utopia, in your mind, where would you see it going? I think first going to TV. Before that, I go to this concert on the fifteenth of October <laughs> in Barbican. Yeah. Sharon Nazir is coming. Oh, I yeah, really like him. Well, we're hopefully Barbican fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And it's about Rumi. But uh, and um, Korea, I think. When I was a kid, I always thought that I have to change things. I thought first, um, so I'd really want to affect inf- Iranian, young Iranians' lives. Mm. I wanted to be able to think free and be alternative and be individual. So whatever t- can take me there is great. Uh, going to move to television 
and I'm gonna be foul and <laughs> and um, glittery, hopefully. And uh, when the TV starts, hopefully, I have new grounds to experiment with our with our culture. Um, tell us about some of the projects you're working on now, Nazari and Rumi Rap. Uh, Rumi Rap is another thing. Um, Rumi is a uh, I don't know what century would be in uh, Christian century, 11, but 800 12, years ago, yeah. anyway. He was this Sufi poet who was very alternative. He was really underground. He had really surreal images in his poetry. Mm. And he has thousands of verses. And you could get killed for being a Sufi. No, not yeah, really. They used Sufi to say, is God is in me, and then they used to kill them. Yeah, that's like 1100 years ago. Oh, right. It's okay now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rumi, yeah, we're doing a project with Iran Heritage, uh, who's a very, you know, posh and good. Uh, or foundation in London going on for the last 15 years and because of the 800th anniversary of Molana Rumi we have, bring, we, are, uh, we have commissioned rap artists and uh, indie rock bands from Iran if, it, if they can get a visa to do something with Rumi poetry we look at it in a different way oh, Wow! so it's going to be on 26th where, where of October uh, Friday night in uh, South Bank South Bank or should I say South Bank? South Bank Center. Yeah, with yeah. an F. So, so um, is, you, is it going to be all in Farsi? No, it's all uh, in Farsi, but we have a um, new translation of Rumi by my brother. Yeah. So he's a good poet. And then uh, the presentation is in English. I'm, I'm going to be on a stage as well. Say hello. You know when you go to the opera and they have a little, little screen above, a scrolling screen with the words? Uh-huh. We, we no, we don't have that. No, that's it's too shame. expensive. Next time. No, I'm going to act it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, exactly. Next time. So I'm going to be on stage so introducing them. We have a, a new translation of Rumi and then these bands are going to come. We have a girl band who hopefully, <laughs> at least one of them will come, called Enteron. We have Airphone band from uh, L.A., we have another one from London called Seymour and Reveal who sings in English. And also Mohsen Namju who is an indie musician and, and singer from Iran. So hopefully they'll be here. Sounds great. I love it, man. Rumi, I love up you. to date Rumi. And, um, and uh, Nazari at the Barbican. Barbican 15th, next Monday. He's coming tomorrow. No, 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 Wednesday. Uh, he's going to come on Wednesday. I'm going to see him in Waterloo Station. Yeah, tell us a bit more what he's Kiss doing. Kiss him. What's he going to do? He's, he's going to have his band from Iran in Barbican on 15th of October. I think it's a really cool place to be. They are really interesting um, Iranians. Also Kurdish music. He's going to play some Kurdish music. He's going to sing in Rumi poetry and it's going to be great. Barbican. Okay, okay. So, let's just so shall we go now? Oh, shall we go now? Yeah, let's go now. Come, come on. <laughs> Thanks very much, Bezad. I'm going to leave um, with uh, Shug Monkey. Um, he Shag Monkey? Shug Monkey. It's, uh, Are you sure you're pronouncing it right? It's Shag. I, I am. S-U-S-H-U-G. Oh, sure. It's a moniker for an artist who performs a lot with the Transglobal Underground. Oh. Um, the f- Shug Monkey is actually an English word. It's an East Anglian ghostly myth about a beast called the Shug Monkey. Uh-huh. Um, and Shug Monkey uses a little sars and a kura. A oh, really? Yeah, he uses those um Funky he also monkey. yeah he's on the next transglobal underground um cd called moonshout singing on the title track um, maybe he's on um, 15th of october in barbican we'll get him there <laughs> he, and also he's, he illustrates for ujami and the shisha sound system oh yeah, wow. so, so we, uh, he's actually made this piece especially for Let's the show. Hear it. Yeah. fantastic Khodafiz. thank you Khodafiz. Khodafiz. bye bye